Dark place. It's a dark place I like inside it. our heads. You Still did it again. I do things. <laughs> That's what I do. What did yeah, Mitch say about doing that to doing that to us? I don't recall any notes right now. I don't think he said anything. Maybe that's a crack. That, 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 that's a load of shit. Welcome back to Brevity wow, Box. This will be episode cool. 35. Yay. And I'm going to be taking over hosting duties now because Charlie doesn't listen to Mitch, Master Editor. I do. <laughs> From three out of five things, I listen. Three-fifths? Really? Racist? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what I miss about living with you, man. You're trying to get the show canceled? Yeah, uh, well, we're going to definitely talk about cancel culture, I guess. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but God, please, Jesus, sir, continue. Is. I interrupted your intro. That's my actually my favorite Cards Against Humanity card, because the ones that um- uncomfortably giggle are at least educated. Oh, I make my <laughs> own. I make my own. I love yeah. making my own. Yeah. I just have my name as one. one. It's great. Gets thrown down a lot for the dirty things. Actually, Charlie, your wife wrote one of my favorites that just is not dirty or anything. It just oh. says Darth, it just says Dick Cheney's final horcrux. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta add that one to mine. I like that. She's the creator of two of my favorite ones, that being one of them. And the other one is a collection of words I would have never put together on my own. And they always make me laugh. And that's beef jerky rape van. I actually had some beef jerky for dinner tonight. <laughs> and I want to, I want to qualify this because there's beef one of those four rape, words yeah. is probably going to upset somebody. And it might be van. It might be yeah. beef. It might be jerky, but I'm pretty sure it's rape. <laughs> beef will upset the vegans. Listen, if we get canceled about <laughs> you saying that word for previously Ooh, talking it's... about cards against humanity, they need to find a different show to listen to. And we're, it's important that we keep pointing these things out because we're going to get to a moment of talking about context and like where it matters and tent and all that shit. But before I do that, Brooke, Driving home in Tucson, if you live in Tucson and you're up just near Oro Valley on La Cholla, there's four corners there that three of them are just desert and one yep. of them's a neighborhood. Yep. And on that corner, sometimes you, you don't see, live there anymore. You can name it. Yeah. Yeah. Still, somebody yeah. might live there, like a buddy of ours. Near I there. know somebody yeah. that uh-huh. And you know what? Way. They wouldn't have, they, hey, they wouldn't have known that. If you wouldn't have said it. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Jesus I'm bad Christ. at this. Fucking so, amateur hour over here. Can say that I, we can just say that I dated somebody over that area because I probably did. Well, I'm sure that they needed a flat repair or something. Probably. I'm sure there's a qualified there with my tool belt. But, you know, it's one of those old corners where people will sell vegetables or watermelons or, or, or you know, ceramic cactuses. And... At one point, there was a white, like, late 90s van that had no windows. And outside of it, in a lawn chair, was this long, bearded man. And all it said on the door was beef jerky in, like, hand-painted red, like, color. Didn't this guy look like white trash Santa Claus? I he looked like a lost member of Duck Dynasty in the desert. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and so, you know, I always comment that I think Brooke is the funnier one between the two of us. Like I, I may have my moments in jazz, sure. but she'll say something that <laughs> like lays me down, and that was one of them. She walked in the door, freaked out. She goes, "Who would want to go buy beef jerky from a rape van?" And then, like that weekend. We we were playing cards against humanity, and she wrote that in there. And it's a fun ass card to play. It's a great card to play. Gosh, I'm gonna have and to have her gone. write some for me. Beef jerky rape fan. So Becky, I have an update about your potential spouse hunt. Yes, please, please. What about okay, okay? It's 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 not JJ, but hear me out. Would you mm-hmm. consider Josh Holloway? No. I he's can't see anybody an H- that was on, he's Laos, town, on Lost. No. He's in town filming an HBO series literally set in 1970s Tucson. That's okay. I'll pass. Hard pass. Charlie, I'll, I'll tell you pass. because this might interest you. Yeah. It's a TV show called Duster where he's basically going to be a, a mob getaway driver. 
in the 70s Tucson. Okay, pause. Hold the pause. Why Pretty do you cool. think that would only interest Charlie? Yeah. Because I just want to, I wanted to upset That was you very that. sexist. Because I, that was I, very sexist of you, daddy. Do you feel attacked, Becky? Ooh. Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, daddy. I forgot that Brando likes to be called daddy. No, Damn it, Charlie. <laughs> but no, I was driving to go see the, my dad the other day. And, you know, there's a, there's a noble hops near that, uh, did now you it uh, used, to, used to be that used to be the Havelina Cantina. Uh-huh. Daddy's daddy lives by Noble Hops. Yes, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> Granddaddy. Noble there was just Hops. there. There was a bunch of just like production trailers and whatnot in their parking lot, and there was a car carrier that had like three old Dodge Dusters. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's fucking weird. You know, I pulled up to my dad's house a little while later, asked him about it. Long story short, he went down there to check out the production, and he and his midlife crisis mobile might be in the background of that TV show one day. Oh, cool. That's oh, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, my, my, uh, my stepdad is involved with Jack Ruby. And mm-hmm. so when the... Fun I mean, like story about that, too. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like in the Warren report where there are letters being exchanged between him and Jack Ruby. And uh, in, in the movie, there's a movie out there with Danny Aiello. Uh, from like the 90s or early 2000s where it's you know it's called ruby and he got hired to drive uh he owned a 1962 four-door white chevy impala and that was pretty much the whole weekend was just driving that same car in different shots all around downtown dallas where they were taking different shots of it. so if you didn't know any better it would look like it was a busy street but if you recognize the car, it really takes away from the rest of the movie because you're like, oh, hey, there's my dad. Oh, there's, there's this car again. Man, he's all over the place. Like you just, you can, It just stands out no matter where you look at it. Is this movie Duster supposed to be about See, that it's a series. car? It's a series. It's just the car the getaway driver has. Oh, it okay. sounds like it's going to be really good. Getaway Why? drivers, the mob. Yeah, it's good times. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question. The question for Becky. Mm-hmm. What happened on November 2nd, 2016? Just play along. Hear me out. What happened, Brando? You tell us. <laughs> November 2nd, 2016. The Cubs won the World Series. Do you know what happened six days later? No, Brando, I don't. What happened? Do- Donald Trump became president of the United States. Oh, and it's really god. interesting because all of the polls oh my god leading up to the election were all oh very god. very in clinton's favor oh anyways so we want to talk my about the metaverse oh my god oh let's hear that the- long a <laughs> my-, <laughs> my mom told me that i need to practice my breathing <laughs> <laughs> but i'm totally gonna kick your ass <laughs> so hard Ooh, there it is there it is there it is six yeah, like days that. that is that is some powerful gregory six, six days, days. Ooh, i didn't man. even realize that i was still yeah, drunk see, celebrating the cubs winning the world series and you've brought about the end times <laughs> that is truly the event that <laughs> fucked up the sacred timeline it did not you shut your dirty whore mouth yeah, yeah, well, all because they're doing seriously. What's more important here? So, this will be my oh. last episode. I really appreciate <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, don't you mean your least? Least? <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> you guys call me out on it. So, now I'm trying to like watch myself. <laughs> now it's more fun to get it going naturally. We want to try yeah. to get it going naturally. Yeah. Brent, all, 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 all the points Brando's earlier making about. Earlier, you could have got it going because I was really pissed that JJ is out this Thursday. Oh, what did he do? He has a shoulder injury, so he's not playing. I figured he would have broke his teeth on a pebble or something. That's good to hear. Shut your mouth. That'll work's expensive. I'm going to hit you in the face. Get a stool. Undefeated Arizona. We'll have to talk about that. I'm in a feisty mood tonight. Wow. You are. So look, I'm gonna capture. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a hold of that and just kind of back up a little bit. You guys have listened to us now for almost ten minutes. Uh, 
Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio <laughs> Network. Late title card. Late title card. Yeah, no, I, uh, episode 35, back again on a Wednesday, waiting for Arizona to play Green Bay tomorrow and reading a bunch of, you know, what we do every episode where we're trying to take what's going on in the world and break it down into simple, enjoyable, or nonsensical little pieces just so we can digest it and move on. And I think you heard us referencing a little while ago with uh, the clear attacks from uh, Brando, who, by the way, if you haven't picked up on it, likes to be called daddy in case you <laughs> see him out in public. I, I don't really know where this it. information's coming from. It's okay, daddy. daddy. Relax. Yeah. No, Becky can we say it. You to be happy. That's fine. You <laughs> can't. That's I weird. know that you like hearing it, daddy. It's okay. We're going to get through this. <laughs> daddy, calm down. You guys are going to unlock something weird in me, and I don't appreciate it. Don't get too worked up, Daddy. It's bad for your blood pressure. This <laughs> 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 is more fun. Come on, Daddy. Yay, Daddy Brando. Yeah. So you so heard us referencing it earlier. Again after this. <laughs> <laughs> Not without hearing me. You're going to call me in the middle of it. Call me Daddy. I think we're past uh... the 10 minute mark. So we we were, you know, joking around earlier before we started recording about all of the uh, uproar around Dave Chappelle and his special, The Closer. Now, before we ever get going on any of this, I, Becky, I know you've already read some of the things or probably heard on social media mm-hmm. some of the things that are people are upset with about the special that they want it pulled off of Netflix, and I'm sure you've yeah. read some of his responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you actually watched the special itself? I have not. Okay, fair. No, that's because I haven't had time. No, no, no. That's yeah. You have this weird thing called a legit career in a life. It's totally understandable. I've been making making (laughs) costumes. (laughs) No, but you've read about it now. Yeah. Before Brando and I say anything about this, what is your understanding of the controversy about Dave Chappelle's special? The my under my understanding is that he something in the special has set off the transgender community. And they're yes. they're in an uproar requesting Netflix take it down. I'm pretty sure I know the exact line, but since you haven't seen it, I shall hold my tongue. Well, and, and it's I think it's actually important that we do that. It, the, and I may be wrong. This is just a theory that I'm kind of going with. Mm-hmm. Because what I want to, I just want to get a raw take from each of you about something that I read an opinion column about. Uh, specifically about Jon Stewart's mild defense of Dave Chappelle a few days ago, which, in a nutshell, uh, Jon Stewart uh, spells out what other people have said about Dave Chappelle, which is that he doesn't have any malice or hate in his heart, and that his intent in anything that was part of that stage act was, could not have, you know, that he's not that guy, that he's being misinterpreted, et cetera. And the article I read without, you know, I I don't want to bash anybody and I don't want to promote anybody necessarily. Uh, I didn't agree with this point of view, but it was a really stark stance on context of it being a comedy show and the intent of Dave Chappelle not mattering. Like that was beside the point that was being made by the people who are offended. And I'm not going to pin this entirely on, I'm just going to say those who are offended, whoever they may Mm -hmm. be. I don't think that's exclusively people who are uh, trans. And I don't, that, I don't think that means that a hundred percent of trans people are offended, but whoever is offended, whoever, you know, that, that there's a community there that's offended. Um, And the, the, the point of the article was that there, there, that is not the point. And uh, that that he bears the burden of responsibility for a person's interpretation. So that's sort of that's where I I think it's bad to start trying to copy the joke or, you know, this is what he said, because we're not going to deliver it in the same way. And I do think with that show, Brando, you watch the same special. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say you have to see the whole thing beginning to end to really get the entirety of the message, in my opinion. I'm not saying good or bad. I just think you can't take a two-minute section or a four-minute section of that out and without the rest of it, which I don't is understand contextual. Right. how you can take bits and pieces of 
comedy. Exactly. And get tremendously upset about it. Again, if you listen to everything he said in that in that special, none of it was out of malice. It's comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a lot of... If cool... some of these people listen to Jimmy Carr from the UK do a set, their fucking heads oh, explode. Yeah. Well, look, in comedy, older comedy was ruthless. Right. You know, I mean, there there's a lot of ruthless... And look, that's part of what conversations I've been having surrounding the matter. Now, I boiled it down to intent and context, but I've talked to friends of mine who love comedy in general or stand-up comedians and are are avid consumers of that kind of content whether it's dark humor or or just you know mainstream dad jokes little plug for you there daddy brando <laughs> and you know it's a uh, i i i guess we kind of in those conversations we agreed that uh it's almost part of the, your coping mechanism to have dark humor and you can't you know, humor that's going to give you a bit of uncomfortable. And George Carlin was known for that. Uh, there's other comedians you could put out there that put you in an uncomfortable space. Now, I'm not, I just think that's part of it. And I think I, 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 it, I, that's you know? not part of it. That I think is a sign of truly genius comedic work. What it not only makes you. Yeah, for me too. La- what it not only makes you feel uncomfortable out laughing as hard as you are, but it's also going to, but, if, you know, eventually if you're a well-adjusted human being, you're probably going to take some time to think about the context of where those jokes came from. And maybe you didn't realize that, Hey, maybe some trans people have it kind of rough these days mm-hmm. or well, these days always. Yeah. And uh, there's my co-host Sammy with the allergies in the background. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks dog. I lost my train of thought. Well, no, so, I think yeah, I'm picking up where you're going, man. And yeah, maybe you laugh at those jokes, but you don't realize how hard trans people have it. But just maybe you start thinking about that and you become a bit of a better, more open-minded person because of it. Yep. Well, and that that's, yeah, I'm sorry, Becky, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just thought I was agreeing totally with him. I couldn't agree I'll more. Defend that, I'll defend that special till I die because I swear to God, that was one of the funniest things I've, I've ever watched. It put I, it's me comedy. It's, it's entertainment. If it doesn't entertain you, don't watch it. There's a concept. If you don't like it. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy offends me because his jokes are so fucking stupid, but you don't see me getting upset about him, do you? No. I mean. Well, I don't know if those are. Yeah, right. I mean, I get what you're saying. Those are different audiences. Yeah. Uh, I really don't think he was making it for like Chappelle. I didn't interpret it as being made for any specific audience. I, 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 I don't mind that people disagree. Or even if they don't think it's funny, and you're right, you can change the station or stop watching it on Netflix, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to watch apropos. it. You don't have to watch it. I think it's the wanting it to to be... I'm stunned by wanting to pull out someone's intent, the creator's intent, when the creator's available for questioning, right? Like I, uh, And even if it's a misinterpretation or... One way or the other, like, how are you going to, I don't know if it's good to approach everything with that same sharpened axe, you know what I mean? And that's the day and age. Well, that's, that's what I'm getting at is I, I could not grasp the idea that something absent its context, like why it was created or even the setting that it's in. I mean, you, you literally, it could not be more of a, of an obvious setting for the context to be comedy. I mean, it is a comedy special from a comedy legend, the biggest comedian to ever live, you know, to, to make it seem like that's about hate is a stretch for me. And yeah. here's, here's my question really. I mean, for you personally, do you find yourself in a place where if the person that was offended was sitting across from you, do you want to understand why they're hurt and upset? I do. Or and are I, you already kind of like you read about it, you're irritated about it. And it depends now, how much uh, of an adult they're going to be about the situation. Yeah, exactly. It, it depends me. on how calm and rational they're going to voice it to me. And right. just so that I'm educated on it and I can see from their perspective. But you want to know, right? But I want, I want to know. I do. But then there's part of me that's like, you know what? 
why you raise such a yeah right yeah Let's, but that's with anybody that has yeah. nothing to do with them being trans no right yeah. it could be anybody it could be anybody and i mean we talk about that in sports you really uh, want people, yeah. people who are good sportsmen or not good sportsmen you know, we don't yeah. like that that person who's instantly hurt and and very upset and wants punishment right we right. want somebody to to address it directly Right. And uh, yeah, I, I want, but the, my point being is I think everybody wants to know and wants to learn. And that would be my question. If that, if that, if the, the numbers of, uh, if they have one hive mind of, of everybody who's offended and that hive mind were across from me, I'd be like, how do you expect to get these people to hear what you have to say? Like, they want to hear what you have to say, but not, it's so not hard to yelling hear. at them and, it's so hard to hear it. with the people yelling behind their keyboards. Yeah, it's hard to understand. I want to understand. I think that's the whole mm-hmm. the whole point I wanted to get out is I don't my natural reaction is to want to defend the idea that intent and context are fucking important in communication in general. It just in communication. Mm-hmm. And this seems like a far-fetched ridiculous almost like it's written for a comedy special. Like this seems right. like curb your enthusiasm. Like there's a huge <gasps> uproar. Back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's this huge <laughs> uproar over something that, you know, clearly it was meant for for. And you have to let the man deliver his message, which I'm not going to try to do. And if you disagree with that whole message, fine. The thing I have an issue with is when I have re- read opinion articles and reaction, or if watched YouTube videos, and and I'm not dismissing all of them because there have been a couple of enlightening ones, but most of the ones are usually taking a section a snip and digesting that and can't not take, you can't just take a fucking vertical slice out of a comedy special man well out of any yeah. performance you really can't but out of any performative piece right i mean you know what i mean i mean that's that they make bad jokes about that in, in in horrible comedy specials there's always the the character who's dumb and has only seen half of romeo and juliet and refers to it as a love story that has right. got a happy ending like they don't know the ending, right? And that's sort of the same idea. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyways, I thought it was an interesting topic. Um, and actually, it, and it I actually had, have I think a story kind of, kind of related to it. Jump, lay it on us. Do you want to hear about the time a comedian triggered me? Yes. And how I please. reacted to it? Yes, tell I do, us, Daddy. Please Tell us, Daddy. So it was probably about 20 years ago. Maybe. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> I was in my early 20s and I was with the, was it a, just it was last comedy club here in Tucson and it was just some night and just some dude doing his thing. Now this guy as part of his bit started doing a bit about testicular cancer that I didn't find very funny because prior to being at that comedy show, I was visiting my best friend in the hospital about to go into surgery to deal with testicular cancer. Right. So, and I was sitting fairly close. So I just didn't laugh. I looked back at my table for a moment, took a drink out of my drink. And just let him continue doing his fucking show and laughed at the other jokes. <gasps> what a concept. <laughs> Shock and awe. That is pretty shocking, Brando. You and even if he wanted to say something to me, he wouldn't have because I was okay, sitting there with A-Train from the WWF. But that's a story for a different time. We're going to go oh. ahead and take a quick commercial break for, so you hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> two and two. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> you know what they all say fantasy football is like a box of chocolates and i know you you love fantasy football and you love chocolates well 25 yards later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis earworm music and plenty of laughs each week we dive deep into four games putting every fantasy relevant and occasionally fantasy irrelevant player under a microscope block out all the haters with 25 yards later available wherever you get your podcasts but maybe not where you get your chocolates and we're back it's been two and two <laughs> Actually, the, comedian, the comedian totally acknowledged him and it was really funny oh man a train i'm sure that would have been a train like at the table really close to the stage literally everybody could see him Comedian was actually told a few jokes and looked over to make sure he wasn't getting pissed off. Give us some <laughs> dimensions here because I think some people might not know I need what to you're know. talking about. Six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds. 
It's a big yep. boy. Whew. And that's that was your aunt's boyfriend, right? Uncle by marriage now. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy got <laughs> Uncle A Train. I love A-train. it. I used to have a picture of him with me in a chokehold. I want this photo so cool. for the for the show. You got to have that. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's terrible. We can recreate it. Yeah, this is from this is from when before digital cameras were widespread. A train. (laughs) The three of everybody choking each other down the line, right? (laughs) A chain of chokes. Well, let's move on out of what we were talking about with with Chappelle intent and content. Let's talk about the intent of Zuckerberg going after the metaverse. First off, wait, hang uh, on. Can you counter this back in? I, I did. Well, we don't have to we, anymore. We just said, and we're back. And we're back. So like you were saying a moment ago, <laughs> we're, we want to talk about Mark Zuckerberg and the metaverse. We're gonna and I actually have no idea in. what the fuck that means. So please take the lead. Yeah, I, I don't okay, so this understand is, this whole thing. Okay, thank you. That's, That's some serious nerd jumping. shit right there. Help us out. Well, so you're jumping into exactly what I'm trying to point out, right? He, everybody knows Me, that right an American, now, jump in and have an opinion after only reading the headline? How dare you? <laughs> Look, the, that's your where I wanted to start, right? I wanted to ask if you even knew what that meant, that mm-hmm. word, the metaverse, right? No. Yeah, I know uh, what metaverse is. Isn't that like a WWE superstar or something like that? That's well, it kind, of, it kind of fits with a lot of the the entertainment that you're seeing right now. If you follow anything in Marvel movies or Disney movies, everything has a, a huge okay. expanded universe. It's a metaverse, right? Okay. And in the world of social media, when you have Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Twitter, Snapchat, that is creating this virtual domain. That virtual domain is what Zuckerberg is referring to as the metaverse. And coincidentally, his announcement for those kinds of ambitions is coming right at a moment where they had a huge data leak, you know, clearly showing what everybody already kind of knew about how they do their business and their algorithm. You mean the fact that they give no fucks. They give no fucks. They want the money. Um, and, and they're being brought up on it to the point where he wants to change the name of Facebook. He wants to rebrand at this point because the brand is taking uh, some abuse worldwide. What was, what was one of the suggestions for the name? I didn't see any. Do you have one? Karen. No, I'm just kidding. Was, was, <laughs> the no, I'm, Karen I'm, verse. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I've recently seen it referred to as F-book. Has that been like a proposed <laughs> brand change? I hope uh, it. <laughs> I that, like a, that sounds like a hookup app. That sounds. I mean, it's it's, it's not nearly on the on nose. As all, it's not nearly <laughs> on the nose as all the Christians calling for to ban Halloween and replace it with Jesusween. www.jesusween.com If you don't believe me, that's your oh, next year's Halloween costume, and I'm going to make it for you. Oh my God! Can you please be Jesusween next year for Halloween, Brando? Please. What? Do I just get in a dick costume and put a robe and a wig on? Yeah, I'm gonna yes, make that, you one. That works. Jesus Actually, you know good. what? If I dressed up like Jesus, I'd probably get beat to death in the streets because <gasps> no, because Jesus people in Arizona means. don't like brown people. Jesus <laughs> means. I don't. I don't know if you speak for everybody in Arizona. Well, the shitheads part in Arizona yeah, doesn't, like, like, doesn't like doesn't like brown people. I like most. And guess people. what? Guess what? The part of the world where Jesus took place, the Bible took place, mm-hmm. ain't no white people there. Well, there's white people there now. There might have been white people there then. I don't know. It just wasn't predominantly, you know, angry. Anyways, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, Mark We're Zuckerberg. talking about the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, look, the the it's just a weird time that we live in when the the chirons that are scrolling across whatever news channel or if you watch the daily show, it's going from talking about pandemic you see the word pandemic everywhere you see a lot of uh different comments on one thing or the other there you see uh QAnon, political blah blah you know everything that's going on and then you see what's with facebook and then now he's wanting to disappear and go into the metaverse this guy are is already the butt of every joke where he's considered dr evil 
right? The guy who's going dude, after Dude, him. I swear to God, if Zuckerberg and Bezos ever like do a Vulcan mind meld, we're fucked. <laughs> Lex Luthor will, Lex Luthor will be born. Right. Jeff Bezosberg. F-Book CEO and Amazon chairman <laughs> who lives in a rocket ship in the sky. Yeah. That's a, not that's good. a villain story right there. That's an origin it, story. <laughs> I it, ever heard it's one. just a nutty one. It's just a nutty one, right? It The funnier part about it to me in the end is, you know, this week I'm reading about Zuckerberg and these larger than life ideas with money the uh, the 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 momentum behind minting a trillion dollar coin for anybody who's a, a fed nerd and Simpsons wants to did talk it about first. economy right <laughs> Simpsons did it yeah i mean but that's sort of where we live in and then in a weird parallel here comes a re-release of a classic 80s movie about wealthy beyond god rich families battling for power i mean you know it's a great segue i'm just saying that i'm watching dune and i'm 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 seeing the build-up of story about the atreides and the harkonnen and the emperor and like the it's And, and and the space muslims let's be honest here tell me if you don't see zuck as being like F book and Zuck is the origin story of the Harkonnen. I could see it. I could totally buy you it. You could see it. Now I know we're probably speaking Greek to uh to Becky here because Becky yeah, right now is going. Girl, girl, I need to see this shit in IMAX. We're going to the movies. Okay. Becky is over here listening to us talk, going, uh guys, I didn't watch Dune. I was a cheerleader. That's okay. okay. <laughs> I was being pretty and being thrown up by Giga Chads in the air when you were watching Dune and your stupid little friends. I'm sorry. I actually read <laughs> Dune at that age. Thank you very much. Matthew, you're not helping yourself here, bro. <laughs> like right now, 16 year old Becky just rolled her eyes and was like, oh my God, you read Dune? I would never admit that to anybody. Oh, see, that's where you had me wrong because I was a big nerd in school. It annoyed it annoys my dad because I like to tell him into it, man. It, it annoys my dad because I like to tell him that I learned about the word jihad from some white dude that wrote a book in the sixties. <laughs> oh man, there's so many conversations I get into about you and your dad because I had the same sort of dynamic with my family, but that's for a different show. Absolutely for a different show. So you don't know about anything all our dads about on a different show. No, no, no. You want to talk about dads? If anyone's gonna, if, if anyone should be called daddy, it's Oscar Isaac with that beard. Fucking yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know I, what he's been in. Don't know what he's been in. Saw him on the red carpet with uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, Jessica That's, Chastain. Uh, that woman is perfection. That's my dream threesome right there. I, that you guys have a shared dream threesome then, because yeah. that's Brando would do it. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna be involved in a devil's triangle, I mean, why yeah. not have you know Daddy Atreides? Daddy Atreides and Daddy Brando and Jessica Chastain. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, I I love them as performers. I think they're beautiful people. Uh, Becky, you don't know anything about Dune. You mm-hmm. never saw the Dune from the eighties. You nope. never read the book. Nope. Well, for at and least you, three months out of the year, you basically live in Arrakis. So I live in Arrakis. Yeah, yeah. So the Charlie the, gets the joke. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So this is a. Uh, here's what I'll tell um, you. Becky, explain it to me. I'll Becky explain. Here's my Becky explain. Okay. You should definitely watch the new movie on well, HBO. Brando said we're going, so oh, you better go. You better go because it's it's a beautiful, beautiful movie, Is and it it's got it's got incredible talent, incredible actors. Isn't Zendaya okay, but... in it? Yes, she is. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, okay. Uh, well, I'm just trying to. Put people together. Oh, and uh, Timothy Shampoo. Blah blah blah. Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who Shampoo did a better blah. job than I expected? Because he Shampoo is kind of a little scrawny guy. He's great. He's an intense. He's got he's got crazy acting chops. So uh, okay, okay, Mitch. Okay, Mitch. Ask for no spoilers, but I have one question for you. Yeah. Me? Did you, Charlie? Did you nearly shit yourself the first time they used the voice? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. I had, I'm not going to lie. I did this the poor way. I watched it on my iPad Pro with the AirPods Pro because 
don't 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 at me, Charlie, because <sighs> that way I could at least hear the soundtrack and the music and everything in full on Dolby Atmos. Apple whore, Apple whore. That's all I hear. Is it a good I did it for soundtrack? The, sound. the sound effects and everything is brilliant. Yeah, it's, I, I have like nothing bad better, to say about that movie. You won't find a better quality. Like if you're a movie goer, movie buff, this is a perfect execution of a movie. Yeah. So and, uh, Dune... oh, and I gotta say the the uh, the Sardaukar, the intro to the Sardaukar. Sorry, yeah. Mitch. The intro to the Sardaukar was some straight up Warhammer 40k shit that freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. So uh, other other Ooh. geek level references that Becky does again. <laughs> She's like, what's a Warhammer 40k? Um, I just heard Warhammer. It's something, it's something, and my that, brain it's something just, that doesn't get you laid. That's what I'm going to call my boyfriend's wiener, the next boyfriend I have. He will, you will make him very happy if you do. Warhammer. If he's a nerd, yeah. call it, call it Mjolnir. <laughs> if he's a nerd, call it Mjolnir. You know that would never happen. The name of, uh, it's, it's the name of Thor's hammer. It's after yeah, Thor. only the righteous can lift Mjolnir. So exactly. The the movie Dune is uh very much a a it's a science fiction story, but it's rooted in uh, sort of a human uh, tragedy and power things that, you know Game of Thrones level uh, interactions between Game of Thrones families. on a desert planet basically yeah basically oh. and so the and the, there's a lot of uh, allegory uh, in terms of what's going on there so I didn't you know, like Game of Thrones. That's okay. Uh, okay. Don't let this. that. Don't okay. let that. Shout. And look, the, to, I'm sure that there are people that aren't going to like this movie. I mean, my wife drives me nuts because she's not. She'll tell me straight up, I don't like science fiction. And even if it either. were a great movie, well, so she she probably won't watch it. And if she did watch it, she would come away going, "It was really well made, but it wasn't my thing." You know what? And that may but, be what ooh, you say too. Ooh. I'm but open this, to it. This. This this is a world where we're so far into the future, yet weird things have happened. So even though there's like faster than light space travel, mm-hmm. guns aren't really a thing anymore. And everyone has had to go back to hand-to-hand combat for reasons I'm not going to bother explaining. Oh my God, I would crush it's just, it in it's, that world. It's actually, it's, <laughs> this, it's, it's this, what's this pretty interesting, anachronistic universe. I think That's I'm using a big that word. word. Spell it. Big words, daddy. Spell it, daddy. A N A C I C H R O N I S T I C. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Good. Get fucked. Good spell check. Good. I Gosh. wish I could. Spelling beat, spelling beat champ. They're great, son. <laughs> I went in the That's second cool. grade and my word was barracuda. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. Use spell. it in the sentence an overplayed, terrible classic rock song from the 70s. <laughs> That's uh, the only uh, reason uh, I knew how to spell it. One of the only muscle cars I really wish I could buy and keep for myself. No, you. <laughs> Took you long enough to pull that up. One, I mean, the number, the number one, the number one on that list better be the black Camaro from Better Off Dead. Oh my God! One of these times, it wasn't a fire really, No, Camaro. we really do have to go back and talk about the '80s movies that made us. Because I I love a series of John Cusack movies from the 80s that are, I guess, by mm-hmm. any fucking measuring stick, terrible. But I love them. I love them. I love them like uh, like Mark Harmon movies. Like, They're I love Summer School. I loved Summer School or or what was the one about? Um, I like him oh and Freaky Friday. God. He's great ton of 80s movies a a buddy of mine is dating a girl like five years younger than he is so she's like 29 maybe 30 uh she didn't know who john candy is get the fuck out of here he actually made her sit down shut up and watch planes trains and automobiles as he should Mm -hmm. as he should how can she be that old how can she be that age and not know john candy i don't understand that i do not understand that no no. Well, but from where you're from, John Candy's like an icon, right? God. I mean, I think everybody has shown candy movies yeah. in, around he's, Chicago. He's John Candy movies why I'm terrified of spiders. Thanks, Auntie Sherry. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. I know we're getting off on a sidetrack here, but for no, me. No, arachnophobia. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, how about here's an obscure one. And I've mentioned it before. Armed and Dangerous with Eugene Levy and a pre rhinoplasty Meg Ryan. <laughs> Man, I miss, pre -rhino, I miss that pre rhinoplasty Jennifer Grey. She's married wow. to that guy yeah. that was in um, The Shield, right? The, Sh the Agents of Shield. Yeah. Clark, yeah. What's his face? Yeah. Clark I don't Greg know. or Greg Clark? What's his Greg Clark? Clark Greg? Something something. Generic white dude name. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of generic white guy looking. What else is on our minds? Well, Brando, you had said something about uh, the maybe we should cover it after a break, but the written house verdict. Oh, I looked into that further, and it's a nothing burger, so I'm good. There's no, no there, there's no verdict. It was a judge. It was a pretrial judge ruling. I don't. I don't know what that is. We'll talk about it in the break. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and take a break now. We'll be right back in just a moment. We're going to hear from our sponsor. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Redrum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you! There's a big headline about the judge saying that the people that got shot can't be referred to as victims by the prosecution, which seems really shitty. But when you actually read into articles about it, that's actually somewhat fair and right. that's somewhat standard in court. Oh, okay. But the headline was triggered to the headline was designed to trigger an emotional reaction out of you. Right. As is yeah. most media. Mm -hmm. And plus that dumb piece of shit's going to walk anyways. Yeah. Um, that's stupid basic. fucking kid yeah yeah that's a grim the legal system's just grim it's a grim reality in the first place anyway yeah I, if, okay, just based you. off what i know about arizona laws if that happened in arizona he'd walk criminally civilly probably be a different story though right but also all four people involved in that situation are fucking idiots a lot of that going around definitely something worth talking about it's in, more it's detail. in the water I'm just saying, man. Just yeah. like you see a guy trying to get away from you when he's got an AR-15 strapped around him. Maybe don't go antagonize him. Word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I I have a connect here. My my, my single problem <sighs> with anything like these stories that involve somebody taking it upon themselves to go do anything, and and I I just mean the moment that they decide to do something, whatever it is they decide to do. And the things that led to them feeling that moment was necessary. And the reason that it matters to me, and I don't want to get it too grim because I know these are different stories in a lot of capacities with Rittenhouse or with any other similar kind of uh, historical event or just event, tragic event. I think about what happened to Gabby Giffords in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Because, the, you know, we can keep adding layers of context, again, kind of where we started in a way about intent and context mattering to anything you're, you're, it matters. It just matters. Even if you disagree with it, or maybe Sammy agrees subjectively that you don't think it matters, it matters to, to understanding, in my opinion, at least as at my education level right now, it seems obvious that it matters. So I, I think about that situation with Gabby Giffords. And for those of you who don't know, not to be a crazy downer, it was a, but it was a serious moment. You know, there was a lot of politics going on. Uh, Gabby Giffords was a uh, member of the house and she's uh, ran as a Democrat in the Tucson, Arizona area. And this is one of those center Democrats, like blue collar, very much on both sides, hardworking, you know her 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 ad campaigns always had uh, construction workers and yeah. and like her riding a horse or firing and a rifle or jeans. some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And that, and look, she was really cool. I had the good fortune of meeting Gabby Giffords, and thankfully she's mm -hmm. still with us. And I I had a moment where I was in one of her. I had a moment where I was in like a shot of a campaign ad, where uh, we we're like walking on some roof up in high dollar area in Tucson looking at solar panels and I was pointing at them like, and I didn't have shit to say, 
but you know, it looked like I had something to say. And she was like nodding along, like, "Yeah, those solar panels are really." Cool. She made you look like a professional, not a stoner. <laughs> yeah, and we were we got up there with one of the with a cherry picker, a little basket on a on a power arm, and that was my moment, right? I in the cherry picker, I was like, "I wonder how high this can go," and she was like, "Let's find out." And it was fun, and she was completely enjoyable, pleasure to meet, happy person, and I I liked a lot of what she stood for because she did seem sort of middle ground. Right. And, um, for whatever reason, hell, the other it, side, hell, was, she was, she was the bare minimum. She was sane. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was sane. And so, you know, she's doing a public meet and greet at a grocery store that was real close to where Brando and I lived, uh, at the time within like a couple of miles. And that's where this person who, May or may not have, I mean, I'm not comparing the two of them in anything else other than saying something motivated these people to get to a point where they felt like they needed to do something. And that something involved them grabbing a weapon and going out into public to do what they thought was right. And in this case, uh, you know, Gabby Giffords got a, you know, had a gunshot and survived and is alive and doing as well as better than anyone could have expected. Mm-hmm. Husband's now a senator. But the story is there. And it's an incredible story that is really interesting if you read into it. But mm-hmm. it's it's that motivation. It's that there's this um, – that's what I think about with Rittenhouse. I think about those parallels, that the fever and the the motivation around that person just inspired them to go and do something. And the reason he's going to walk in that upset's a lot of people and the such Brando is because the community around that supports that whole logic. You know, they think of him as like a minute man from the civil war. <laughs> like he's going to save us from the red coats. It's like, no, come on. You, they wanted somebody to take yeah, good luck fighting against the man in your fucking mobility scooter asshole. Yeah. I, I just think it's, um, you know, those are sad stories. And I really, I, I think about those kinds of influences a lot, but I always end up coming back to something like um like we were talking about i just think it's a ugly ugly thing what were you saying a second ago becky i think i cut you off oh i don't remember <laughs> did you pay too much attention to gabby giffords when she was around i mean you seem to remember her pretty well i did yeah i paid a lot of attention and kind of like is scary because that day i was supposed to be at that hospital doing nursing clinicals but they got canceled so it's just hmm. weird, like how crazy like life can just one minute be on one track and on a different track the next, you know? It's I know it's, it's almost like, like everything it's almost like everything's made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some points, sure, it can feel like that. I think what I keep coming back to is <clears throat> it may seem like we talked about a lot of different things with the you know zuckerberg and the metaverse are talking about anger and sort of that cancel culture mentality around dave Chappelle, and then we're talking about written house and then something tragic like what happened with gabby giffords but in a sense i think we're we're talking about heightened emotions anger mm-hmm. um and then combined with the impact of social media you know so people are upset with dave Chappelle. they take to social media to, to apply pressure um and then with Zuckerberg under on the heels of being criticized uh, because of the way Facebook handles their algorithms. If you go looking for crazy shit, it'll feed you more crazy shit. Uh, if you go looking for puppies, it'll feed you puppies, you know, and, and that's the way it works. And they have no problems with that because they want to keep you looking. They want to keep you hooked so they can keep advertising in front of your face, basically. Right. And they they that he wants more access to that you know that's what the instagram is about as uh, as far as making it for kids and there being a big pushback about it not being good for the mental health of children and all the way to the motivation behind somebody like rittenhouse or somebody like these you know it it, the people i forget the name of the man who shot gabby giffords but these are people who are motivated by media we do not speak his name social media possibly probably in Rittenhouse's case definitely and there's a lot of that intense pressure and to your point Becky it's a weird time mm-hmm. that that's sort of it's that combined with it everybody you, being so fucking pissed about shit 
the whole like emergence of social media kind of makes you think like would it be this bad you know like if Zuckerberg never did Facebook like people didn't create Instagram people didn't create Snapchat you know like it just like I'd like to live in an alternate universe where social media didn't exist almost just to see or or hear me out we keep social media but we prevent the boomer generation from ever joining it or we just i, I mean look as much as that's where it all started going wrong it's just it's <laughs> like the whole reason i joined facebook was because i had moved away from like my whole world and like that was my only right, way to stay right. in touch stay in touch yeah that and that's how it originally started yeah, it wasn't a pla- it, it was a platform was to show off like vacation pictures and yeah. maybe your a skanky Halloween costume. Hey, no shame, ladies. Yeah. If you got it, flaunt it. And uh it just turned into something that insane people go to spout their insane rhetoric. Yeah. It gave it gave people who have that that bullying mentality a bigger platform to do it on. And it's funny because the same people that warned us about the internet are the ones that pretty much ruined it. It's Plato. They, it gave people the ability to to find a way to use it. That's the thing. It was so open that it's so, it's the so people ugly who, now. Well, and and let's not take away from the fact that because you know if if except Facebook except to, for noodles, hang the on, hang on, hang on. Except you know if Facebook were to defend itself, it would defend itself with stories of how it's been powerful for good things, and it has. But, but they don't so prevent. Far buried in they, all compare, of the, the numbers things. aren't even the same. Yeah. It doesn't even compare. So I'm sorry, Brando. I wanted to say that before I forgot. Go ahead. You were saying. I mean, except noodles. for noodles, the pug. Is it a Bones Day or no Bones Day? It is. It is a Bones Day. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love noodles, the pug. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, so I don't. I think that's that's you know you you talk about maybe living in a time where there was no social media. I think that I want the same thing from somebody with that kind of power. The same yeah. thing I would want from anybody with, that was president. And uh, it's weird that we're drawing parallels between Zuckerberg and, cause I mean, if you're talking about metaverse, uh, he's already, I don't want to live in that alternate universe. I just, but, think you know, be, I think it would be something if like the creators of these platforms could step forward and show like, because the younger generation is like, growing up with this and that's how they communicate and that's where they are if you could see those people actually doing good instead of i gotta make more money i gotta do this i gotta do this look at this cool thing that i'm doing with all this money really ramps but up the like, whole keeping up with the benjamins mentality yeah but like what about your community what about like doing some kind of good in this world so that people can see or kids could see like hey He's got this huge platform. He's doing good. Maybe life isn't all about the money. Just a thought. Yeah, look, I I think you're absolutely right. And you make a strong point. I, I think that we didn't know what the tool was that was invented when it was invented. So mm-hmm. with the internet or Facebook or Instagram, you know, and, and you can look at, let's just use a raw metaphor here. I can take a framing hammer. And it's great if I'm hitting a nail, but what are you going to use? You know, what do you think of most people think of knocking down a wall or ripping apart a cabinet or some demo video they saw on one of their favorite HDTV programs, Mm -hmm. you know, by the way, shout out April Wilkerson on YouTube. I I, I just, I just had an interesting thought about social media. Check out her channels. Seeing her build anything is awesome. Sorry. Go on. I just had a very interesting thought about children in social media because wasn't it like being floated around? They wanted to create like a Facebook for kids. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, dude, that's a bad idea. I mean, Chris Hansen can't handle all those pedophiles. Okay, well, Well, look, there was the bullying too. Was it's it's they've already proven in many studies, many many cyber bullies would stop if they got punched in their fucking mouth or had a thumb (laughs) broken. (laughs) But you know what? But the thing is. It might not even be that the punch in the mouth would need to happen. If you read any of these articles, a lot of the time what they're suggesting is going on from what I can understand is that if you're in the same room with the person that you're saying these things to, that you're the evolution 
and the way that we've just grown around other humans, <laughs> you see that facial expression, you feel those other senses that are completely uh, held dormant on an online interaction of any level. There really is a weird, distorted, fucked up honor to at least bullying and face to face. Well, because you're because you're accepting that risk that you're going to get popped in the mouth. But this moment. is this is sort of what was exclusive domain to a lot of politicians, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have a politician talking a lot of shit or talking tough, and then somebody would actually get to them in person and they would shrink. You know, and that that happens to a lot of cases. I really was hoping I'd see someone beat the shit out of Ted Cruz on January (laughs) sixth. I mean, someone in the chamber after they reconvene that he kept up with his bullshit. That impulse is so rooted in our like croat magnon monkey DNA. (laughs) Like we're just meaning to smash face. Just just have AOC walk over and just backhand him. I don't want to see any like I, I I get it I know the taste for it but it, I really want it to be I mean not in general effective. to our representatives but definitely to him. But you were look you were right those studies were saying that doing that to young girls specifically but to young children in, in general we take it for granted that those kids are still in development and look I was a a stuck up snobby precocious twelve thirteen year old you I would have know. never. <laughs> I would have never accepted anybody telling me that I was still developing, that my brain was still growing. You know, I would have thought that was offensive as fuck, but it's the truth. And giving those kids that motivation, uh, was it the, and I'm totally going to have to look up this title. So you're going to have to forgive me for the, the keyboard strokes here, but I want to make sure I get the title of this book, right? Because the first time I had ever heard the suggestion that social media, especially to those adolescent uh, kids, especially girls, was just detrimental psychologically to their health. And it, you know, I think I, I think I had seen it. The coddling of the American mind—that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Written by Jonathan Haidt. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. So, you know, that's a, I have intended on reading this book for some time and have not, but this conversation has brought it to mind and, you know, effectively he's, this is a a real deep look into the effect of what that social media has had, especially on kids that around that age of 13, especially girls, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they, they, he, he makes a strong point. At least he did when he was talking to Bill Maher. About, about boys bully in person and girls bully in every other way. Yeah. And when when in, in when there wasn't social media, you could a girl could go home and she would be able to get away from it. And now it's 24-7. Yep. And it's everywhere you turn. So it's not only at school and in person, it's when you're somewhere else, it's when on you're your weekends. To be safe. It's at night and it's not, and it's, it's almost viral in nature. Yeah. So if you have any insecurities and they're being just feasted on by a gang of kids and they're recruiting more people on social media, there's no bell that rings where that ends for the day. And it can drive people that insane, you know? So Facebook was told this, but that is what gives me concern about one person who already at this point has pretty much shirked all responsibility for having any power as a publisher and rest assured that's my point of view on it he doesn't want to be cons- facebook he doesn't want facebook to be considered a utility and he doesn't want facebook to be considered a publisher because either one of those things would come with responsibility mm-hmm. so there's this there's, there's a benefit to him being undefinable and the metaverse is just like we started. You're like, what the fuck is the metaverse? Exactly. Exactly. He's it's exa- it's gonna be what he tells you he it is. Tells you it is. And and he's gonna create if that creation of a domain that you know, if we don't know exactly what it is, you know, think about some tell me uh Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell, they're not gonna know what the fuck it is either. <laughs> they're not <laughs> It's a series of tubes, right? right? That's what I think of every time. The internet's a series of yeah, tubes. You take a picture, then you just send it out. They're on the line. They're on the line. Yeah, get yeah, on, on the, the line. line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I love that joke. Well, I, I had a, 
I think we are going to close out the show on a a very much needed and very powerful daddy segment called Brando's Closing Rant. I think we're going to end on that, and I'll do daddy all my says. spieling afterwards. What daddy says? Well, daddy says you two are fucking weird. But <laughs> the main the main thing that that's pissed me off today is I I'm working from home this weekend. I ran to Costco for him to grab something on my lunch break. And I just, I thought about it. I I, I got a chicken bake on my way out. But what really upsets me is I always keep hearing about this supposed war on Christmas. Yet the Christmas side must be doing pretty fucking well because that bullshit's already out on shelves. Mm -hmm. Is that Walmart too? I've never felt like there was. And that place was packed shoulder to shoulder basically. Fuck you, snowbirds. I, I got to tell you, anybody anybody that shows up in front of me and starts talking about the war on Christmas, I'll, I will literally giggle and just go, okay, bro, and walk away. Like, <laughs> I, I know who you are now. We don't have a lot in common. <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen. We don't have much to talk about. I'd war like to, no, I, I let them finish I mean, their thought that I asked them, you know, where the short bus is going to pick them up to take them back home. I, I don't, I don't, I. I mean, the same thing with Halloween when you were saying Jesus Ween. It makes me think of this, I mean, ancient King of the Hill episode that was the same way. And they tried to ruin Halloween and Hank and all of his friends find their kids outfits. <laughs> and Hank's wearing a devil's like costume for a 12-year-old and it's just completely too small on him. And, you know, I, I mean, there's a there's a tradition about Halloween that transcends all the stuff that people want to find out. Oh, it was rooted in pagan mythology. Yeah, okay, but uh, that that overworked family with not enough time in their hands that kid wants to dress like John Wick and go ask for a Reese's peanut butter cup is not rooted in pagan traditions. No. They just kind of having fun and they want to go get some fucking candy. Yeah. You know, and they're not learning something crazy. And guess what? They're probably still going to go to church on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. or not, because a lot of people don't. Who gives a shit? Eat your candy. Have a good time. Happy Halloween. I mean, that's about as simple yeah. as it needs to be. <laughs> and on that note, as I was jumping off the springboard laid out by Brando's closing daddy rant. By the way, daddy rant is the way we go for that. Now. Daddy I rant. Like that I like you that is there. Mitch, censor the word throughout this entire episode. Don't do it, Mitch. Daddy gets on me. Daddy talk. Daddy. Becky, Becky, don't whisper that to me. Don't start some shit you, you're not willing to finish, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll whisper it. Daddy. Boner ruined. Daddy. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm going I'm to I'm get my daddy voice on. <laughs> the three-headed Cerebus of crazy thoughts. Thank you for joining us again here at Brevity Box. Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. Intro and outro music was developed by the man we mention all the time. It's Mitch. Mitch and Mitch. Mitch got magic. Mitch got skills. And if you like that funk in the beginning, you agree with me. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check us out at our website. Metal Mitch. It's Metal Mitch. He is metal. But you know what? That Metal Mitch breaks out some killer funk too. Mm -hmm. But check out our website at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. You've heard me talk about many of our other podcasts. We've just added a new podcast. That's what? Uh, tell me more. Well, I will tell you more. <laughs> it's a gaming-centered <laughs> podcast called "Oh My God, It Hurts." That's a hurts good title. As in megahertz it's HZ. A, it's a really clever title. It is. It actually really is. And if you want to, kind of pissed at how clever it is. It's really a clever title. It's really it's good cute. artwork. And the I don't know much about his new co-host, but I know James JJJ Six Button Samurai, and that guy's got mad host skills. I can hear him talk about pretty much anything, really. And you should check it out if you uh, want to talk about what's going on in the gaming industry from somebody in Osaka and somebody in Tucson, Arizona, old friends waxing on from the point of view of retro gaming lovers who've enjoyed all of the generations of consoles check it out it's oh my god it hurts and it's brought to you by the ruminations radio network 
Check us out again, guys. Daddy's got a sexy whisper. We'll see you next time. Next time, we got to talk about Squid Game. Oh, we're going to talk about a lot. We missed a couple of things. We keep, but you know what? It's not bad. Not bad. Squid Game on the next episode. Much more. We hope we gave you guys a lot to think about. You got to watch it. You got to watch that. You guys got to go watch Dune. We got to get Becky's fresh Dune reaction. And uh, we'll see. She'll probably be in love with the Harkonnen. Just watch. She'll be like JJ Watt and a Harkonnen. Because that if you're a Giga Chad, where are you gonna be? Harkonnen. I'm just saying. Although Jason Momoa was in Atreides. The Baron or Rabin. Don't ask me. It's gonna be up to her. We'll see what she says. All right. Well, anyways, guys, keep keep it up. Join us again. Hope you like the show. Think for yourself out there. It's a crazy, crazy fucking world. We'll see you next time. Daddy say bye like daddy say. Bye. 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 Come on, daddy. Bye.